Today in the Attorney Career Advice Podcast with Harrison Barnes. First time you do it. A bee will come and see you the second time you do it. Men and women and other couples. And law firms aren't going to hire you to be a federal what you want to do when you're a lateral attorney. They care about... Now, again, if you want to work in a small town uh, or in a small market or um, don't want to, don't really need to advance and really get outside your comfort zone, then yes, you can certainly be a generalist and talk to people as they come in. But those sorts of people are never going to pay you a lot because if they if they have the money, they're going to go see a specialist. That's just how it works. So I um, have made thousands of placements, thousands. And and again, it's not just me that's made those placements, it's people on my team. And But I don't think I can recall ever placing the generalist. I may have, I may have done it at some point, but I don't recall it. Every placement that I can recall, and I, of course, I don't have perfect recall, has been a generalist. People get hired and do one thing. It doesn't really matter what. So when people come to BCG, by the way, they have the option of selecting a primary practice area out of 300 plus practice areas, and then a secondary practice area out of 300 plus practice areas. The best candidates generally can select one or two primary practice areas that are related. So it might be real estate commercial transactions and real estate general transactions, or it might be just real estate finance. So you have to be very focused on something and it needs to be specific. And the more specific it is, the better. And the more expertise you have, almost always the better off you are. If you go to uh, big law firms in places like New York and, and LA and Chicago, all the attorneys there are specialists in the big firms and in the mid-sized firms. Legal jobs go to specialists. And there's always, if you're a specialist, there's always going to be people willing to hire you. Again, I've worked with tens of thousands of attorneys and they insisted. Uh, and when I say work with, I've advised them on their resumes and, and looked at the review of the resumes. And they've insisted on calling themselves generalists and crafted their resumes this way. And I've told them what I'm telling you now. And I've told them this, you need to focus your resume if you want to work in a law firm where you're going to have a future and where um, they're going to get repeat clients. You need to focus your resume uh, on one practice area. Um, you need to remove all references to work that has nothing to do with your focus. So what does that mean? So imagine your first year summer associate, you worked in a law firm doing ERISA work. Your second summer of law school, you worked in a law firm doing intellectual property work. Then in your third, then in your first job, you worked in a government office doing social security related work. And then in your third job, you decided to move from a, a law, a, a government office doing social security work. And now you're at a law firm doing corporate work and you've been there for six months and now you want a new corporate job. No, you are all over the place and no one uh, is going to hire you that knows what they're doing for a corporate job uh, because they don't, you have no uh, focus. Uh, What do you do in that situation? You basically say you work someplace and and you don't put a lot of description down. You just say, I'm a summer associate, first year, second year, but you need to have, the resume needs to be focused. And again, watch uh, webinars where I review people's resumes, show up to webinars, 
uh, where I review your resume. Uh, you just need to do that. You also need to choose a practice area uh, and go to the BCG website and look at practice areas that are more closely uh, related to the type of work that you do. You, you need to do that. You don't try to apply to jobs where you don't have a lot of experience. You stick to your focus. You have to have a focus. Again, every person that wants to succeed has a focus. There's, there's a famous book called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And if you haven't read it, I would read it and then I would read it again and then I would read it again. There's, I remember Tony Robbins said, I heard him say once at a seminar, he said that, that this particular book, he'd read it a few times, but he knew people that read it at least once a year. And everybody that read this book became much more, was wealthier and better off than the more they read it than the people that didn't. But one of the things about that book is it talks about a whole chapter about the importance of specialized knowledge. So the more specialized your knowledge is, uh, the better off you're going to be. And that, and that's just how it works. Uh, and this is what this book was talking about whenever it was written, 1920s. or, uh, But it's a very famous book and something I would recommend uh, reading. Uh, if you want to be a generalist, um, you're going to have um, a, a very difficult time getting hired, and you're probably change, shortchanging yourself too. I know this because most attorneys do. Um, if you're a trademark attorney, no one cares if you once worked as a corporate transactional attorney. Listing this on your resume is just going to make you look uncommitted and like you're not a trademark attorney. If you have done four different practice areas in the past three years and are currently doing family law, um, no one cares what you did in the past. They only want to speak to what you're doing now and will hold your uh, past against you because you're going to look like a flake. You can do whatever you want and will. Again, people do their resumes and they think, oh, this is great that I do all this kind of work. Aren't people going to be impressed with me? No, no, they're not. Your resume needs to talk about one practice area and only if you get a job. If you look like you've been committed to whatever that practice area is about since you since you started your career, that's great. I know a woman. Uh, it's very interesting. She, her father, uh, was sued for trademark infringement and got this huge multi-million dollar uh, judgment against him. Uh, because of that, they had to move out of their house and uh, all this stuff. And she decided right then that she was going to help him. And when she grew up and uh, become a trademark attorney, she got a job as a summer associate doing trademark law her first summer. She got one her second summer at a, a little bit bigger firm, even though she didn't have great grades. And then because of all that focus, she wound up in one of the best firms ever doing trademark law. And even though she didn't have the grades to get in there, but she was focused on it. She had a story. She was focused and she got a good job. So you can talk about whatever you want, in terms of your practice areas on your resume, but pretty much every practice area that you list that's not your current practice area in focus is automatically um, going to uh, take you down one letter grade. An A will become a B the first time you do it. A B will become a C the second time you do it because you're just basically downgrading yourself. Uh, law firms that have uh, the type of work you want to do want to hire people with a consistent interest and focused on a certain practice area. If you start doing a bunch of things or have experience with different firms and no sense of a long-term commitment, any law firm in the world will avoid you. Do you know the secrets to getting your dream legal job? We do. And one of the best things you can do is apply to jobs that fly under the radar. Applying to openings with very little competition means you stand a much higher chance of getting hired. But how do you find openings like that? For starters, you're not gonna find them on major job boards, 
because these jobs are usually only advertised on companies' websites and in small regional publications. That is why we created Law Crossing, the most comprehensive database of legal jobs in the world. We have a team of people constantly working to find every single legal job out there. Unlike other job boards, which only list jobs that companies pay to post, we include every legal job we can find in order to maximize your chances of finding a job. So what are you waiting for? Head over to www.lawcrossing.com to find your dream legal job today. What, what happens, by the way? So one of the, some of the things that any law firm that's good will avoid you. A lot of things that people do on their resume that they don't realize are their careers permanently hurt them. So if you go into an in-house position, what is in-house other than working out a bunch of different matters and showing you're not committed to a law firm? When you go in-house, law firms start avoiding you. They will not hire you most of the time. You can get in maybe to a small law firm, but almost always the law firms will avoid you if you go in-house. And you would do the same. Someone that's not committed to a law firm and suddenly is doing a bunch of different types of practice areas is not a good hire. Would you hire again someone to operate in your brain who's worked as a brain surgeon for six months and said, hey, I'm committed to this, but formerly were a foot doctor, eye doctor, and radiologist. Come on, just think about what you would think if you were this person. This doesn't make any sense. This would be a train wreck for a hospital to hire such a person to be a brain surgeon. No hospital would hire them. No, no person would want to go see that person for help if they knew that. What kind of patient would, it, would trust their brain to someone like that? You'd have to be crazy. But people do the stuff on their legal resumes all the time. No one is interested in the fact, if you're trying to get a job in a competitive firm, that you did some pro bono work after getting your law degree for some people in the Brazilian jungle for the last year of your, for the last year. Uh, no one cares about that. That's going to show you're not focused. They're, they're not going to like that. You may think it's cool. You may think that this is cool because this is the exact sort of thing that uh, your professors and and college said was noble and something you should be doing. You may think it's really cool uh, because of that, but honestly, law firms are a business. They have to make money. They make money when you're committed to what they're doing and not something else. And if they see that, they're going to want to hire you. They want someone that will sit down at a desk and basically work, work and make them money and make other people their money. That's what they do. So do you expect um, someone after you've spent a year doing pro bono work in the jungle of Brazil to hire you for a, a job uh, to work on a merger between a few Fortune 500, 100 companies? Are you out of your mind? And I'm not trying to be rude here, but does that help you? Does that help the client? Does that help the law firm? Do you think law firms are going to be impressed by this? And attorneys are often, again, very proud that they got experience doing different things. The litigator's proud they got experience working on a corporate-related contract, and they list that on the resume. The corporate attorneys um, uh, excited that they got to pit, they got in to pitch in on some uh, intellectual property issue. And none of this is going to help you to get a job in another practice area if you don't have prior experience doing this. People chronicle their experience working on a bunch of disparate and unrelated matters as if it was going to help them when it does the exact opposite. It's going to mess you up. No one is going to pay attention to you after they figure out this isn't what you want or you have no focus. Who would you? 
And so let's compare getting a position in a law firm to dating. And I bring this kind of example up because it hits home. One person says, I like dating men. Another says, I, I like, also like women. I also like dating young people and old people. So the person likes dating men. They like dating women. They like the old. They like the young. Sometimes they like to date men and women and other couples. So they're in, they date three, a, a, a couple, one person at the same time. And they talk about how they like to date married people and single ones too. They date, they like dating rich people and poor people. And they don't, they, they don't care if the person uses hard drugs, but if they do drugs, they're fine with that as well. Do you think anybody in the market, now they might be avant-garde and open to this sort of thing, and I'm not criticizing anybody if they do this, but most people aren't going to be interested in that because the person has no idea what they want. How are you going to know how you fit in with that person's plans and how you're special? How are you going to know if you're unique? Or are you just going to constantly be having it hung over your head that any person that person meets could be, it doesn't matter how what you are. They just, and the law firm really, if the law firm can't figure out what you stand for and put you in a bucket, they're going to likely, if the same thing, the person is going to have a very tormented and, and difficult dating life. It's just, no one is interested. Most people are not interested in someone that that is identifies with them as special. So it's not about life lifestyle choices. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with these choices, but most people, meaning 99.5% of the population, that wants to see some sort of focus and clarity, at least a little bit in terms of the people that they are involved with. It's the same thing with dabbling in different things and not knowing what you want to do. Imagine if you were in you were 18 years old and your friends were geriatric people in their 90s, then also people in other countries, you just you, you, and, and also people your age, but then also young children that were 12 and 13 and these were the people you spent your time with. This is just not how it works. And so in your law in in terms of your law firm and trying to get a job, you absolutely cannot look like you're dabbling in different things and like you don't know what you want to do. No one is impressed with this. As a matter of fact, it's actually repulsive to most law firms. And this is what anytime someone shows me a resume and says, I can't get a job, almost always, this is what the person's doing. Very few law firms, for example, hire people to do plaintiff and defense work. I've seen people that are working in plaintiff's firms uh, or defense firms trying to get job in plaintiff's firms doing employment, for example. And the employment firms that are doing one or the other aren't interested. They can't, they don't want them to do both. And that's in the same practice area. You have to choose one side. If you send a plaintiff's attorney to a defense firm, most of them are going to get mad at me. They hate each other. They're just, these are opposite sides. And this is just one practice area. So law firm um, is not going to hire you if it's a good law firm or a law firm that has decent amount of business. If you're a corporate and litigation attorney, you have to be one or the other. You're either a transactional attorney or a litigator. You cannot be both. Law firms are not going to hire you to be a patent attorney if you're a real estate attorney. You're either a real estate attorney, you're a real estate attorney, not a patent attorney. Law firms are not going to hire you to be an employment attorney if you're a general commercial litigator. And what, why am I saying this? I'm saying this because sometimes people think, oh, I don't want to do this practice area anymore. Anybody's going to hire me to do this new practice area I'm interested in. 
Why would they do that? Why would you, if you have 10 applicants and uh, nine of them are from people that are committed to that practice area, but you have nothing to do with that practice area and want to switch, what makes you so special that they would possibly have an interest in you? Because you went to a good law school or because this is something you want to do? They don't care. Like, why would, who's going to hire someone like that? If it just doesn't work that way. No one cares what you're interested. They care about your experience and they care about how your resume looks. This goes for law students. It goes for it goes for everyone that's practicing attorneys. And law firms aren't going to hire you to be a federal tax attorney, which is transactional in nature. If you're a tax controversy attorney, they're not the same type of thing. No one's going to hire you if you were formerly a litigator at a big firm, probably doing commercial litigation, if you went in-house and now do litigation corporate and IP. And this is what happens, by the way, to attorneys that go in-house. This is why uh, it becomes so difficult for them uh, to get jobs later because they start doing multiple things. This is, again, if you want to go in-house, it's up to you. But if you start doing all these different things, it's going to hurt you. No one in their right mind is going to hire you to be a litigator for a law firm if you now do three different things. You're no longer a specialist. Your experience is different. You've watered down your focus. It's over. So you've abandoned your craft and the practice setting. You're no longer someone working for paying clients. You're working for a paying client. And your practice setting is you're now a generalist. So that's just not marketable. The law firm can do better. They can find specialists and they will find specialists. Again, if you've been a litigator or a tax attorney and now a corporate attorney with law firms, they can do better and they will. Unless they've lost their marbles. Again, why would you hire someone to do that? They're not going to hire you. Would you? You're not committed. And ideally, your resume should look like you've always done one thing and been interested in it. Now, you may wonder, I've been spending a lot of time on this, and I'm sure you get the message, but I'm going to talk about this a little bit more because so many people do this. I don't know why. Uh, Again, 95% of all resumes um, are making this mistake, and because of that, people are not getting the jobs uh, that they want. You need to go over your resume very carefully, and you need to decide what it is you're going to do, you need to commit to it, and then you need to meditate on it or whatever and mark it up and look like you're going to, you've always been interested in one thing. And if you haven't done a bunch of different things, you need to water down whatever descriptions you have about your previous jobs and make it look like you're committed to something. It's very interesting, document review attorneys. So there are people that do e-discovery and that's all they, that's all they do. And if they're committed to it and they've always been committed to it, they make in many cases, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year with that expertise. If they're just a contract attorney and they'll do this or that or whatever they want, then they don't have that luxury. They don't make that kind of money and um, and, and they just bounce around. You have to be interested in something. And if you have been one thing and now you're something else, most law firms are going to think that you're probably going to change your interest in again in this. No one wants this. It benefits no one. I just want to make a, a couple quick points and because a lot of people watching this may think, oh, I want to switch practice areas. You can switch practice areas, but most attorneys that switch practice areas are basically unhappy practicing law, and they go back to switching practice areas again or going to enough for practice ends. They don't know why they're unhappy, but they think that switching practice areas is going to change that. 
It often benefits no one. So here's a very common situation of an attorney might be applying for jobs or a commercial litigator. They're doing uh, commercial litigation. Their last job before that was a family law attorney. Before that, they were a tax law attorney. And this is a bad situation. So how do you fix that? Again, this is the kind of stuff that I cover on resume reviews, but they their current job is a litigation attorney doing commercial litigation. Their la- next job, they talk about how the drafted pleadings and things that are related to litigation. And then the job before that, because it's not even related at all, they just basically just list the firm and just say they were an associate or whatever at the firm and don't talk a lot about their experience. Less is more. So you do not want to list a, a lot of information uh, on your experience. You can have a transaction sheet if you're a corporate or real estate or patent attorney, list your patents, but uh, you do not want to send people in a bunch of different directions when they look at your resume. They need to see one direction. All all roads lead to one thing. And if they see multiple things, then it's going to hurt you and they're going to move on to someone that's focused. This is how employers view your resume. They don't care. They're not looking at your school when you've been out a couple of years. They're looking at what your practice area is and how focused uh, you are. Do you want to grow your legal career? A lateral move might be the right choice to get you on track for your career goals. Working with a legal placement firm like BCG Attorney Search can open doors for you and help you live the life you dream of. If you're looking for a new legal job, send us your resume so we can help. Visit www.bcgsearch.com and click on Submit Resume to be paired with one of our legal placement professionals who will work tirelessly on your behalf to get you your dream legal job. Submit your resume to www.bcgsearch.com to get started today. And if your resume doesn't show, if, if your resume shows an interest in a bunch of different things and you look like you want to do something and you've all, if your resume does not show an interest in a bunch of different things, and you look like you've always wanted to do something and you've always done it, that's enough. That will get you a job. So I really want to make sure everyone understands this because this is unbelievably important. Any resume that does this well, typically will be able to get a job. You just need to look focused. And when I'm saying get a job, you're placeable by recruiters. You will your resume will go to the top of the pile when you're applying for jobs. Your you will find someone uh, that's interested in you. If you're interested in a bunch of different things, then uh, people are going to be just confused, and they're going to think, "What makes us special? What makes this job special to you?" We're going to find someone that is. So this is again one of the most important things. If you have understood this and take notes, uh, you're going to be um, ahead of 95% of attorneys out there that are making this mistake. The other thing you need to do is, if you are choosing a practice area that you want to do and that you want to focus on, you need to choose a practice area that you have substantial and recent experience in and stick to that area. So what does that mean? So sometimes your resume may talk about how you practice workers' compensation law, and that's all you do. In that case, you have to basically realize that no one is going to hire you to be a corporate attorney unless law schools start uh, pumping out or stop pumping out tens of thousands of new attorneys for 10, 10 or more years. If you're or you're searching for a job in an area of the United States so remote and inhospitable to working there that, that the employer has no choice, it's just not going to happen. So the experience you talk about should match the jobs you're applying for. It has to. You just can't, you, you just can't do it any other way. Now, when a law firm hires an attorney, but you know, with experience, 
They don't care what you want to do. They don't. They You can't go um, interview for, you can't go, in, you don't want to interview someone for a position, I don't know, taking care of your children that comes in and says, my real goal is to be a, uh, I don't know, a construction laborer. I really want to do that, but I'm taking this for now in order to, to get something else. That's a horrible hire. I hired some guy once. Uh, that came in and said, recession of 2008, 2009, to clean my fish tank. And he said that he was taking this job because he'd been laid off from some other job. And uh, and then he came in and the first time he cleaned my fish tank, he destroyed it by scratching up the whole interior. It, it, it's a bad hire. Like, why would I hire someone that was interested in something else? He did a horrible job. The law firms don't care about what you want to do when you're a lateral attorney. They care about what you're trained in. If you're a law student, they care about what your resume looks like you want to do. If you apply to jobs that have nothing to do with your experience, the law firm is just not going to be interested in you for that opening. It's why would they be? Now, if they're not getting applications, then that's okay. So here's the example. You're searching for uh, someone to watch your child and maybe live in your house and take care of them full time uh, while you're at work. Or, or I don't know, or to help you because you have a bunch of child. You post an advertisement for someone to do that. And a professional roofer, which is a very difficult job out in the sun and on roofs, that looks like they he eats nails for breakfast shows up. What are you going to think? If he says, I saw your household as a job opening for a babysitter. I'm a, a roofer and interested in babysitting. I was thinking about doing something, di- thinking about someone different. And then, and that's what you would think, and you wouldn't hire the person. Now, both jobs are similar, maybe, and but in terms of the responsibility level, and but but they're different. You wouldn't do that. So there's nothing. It's the same thing with someone with litigation experience applying for a corporate job. There's nothing different than someone with trademark experience applying for a plaintiff's litigation job. There's just no difference. These this is insane to employers with a job opening. Now I'm going to just go off topic for just a second. Say you want to, you're a trademark attorney and you want to get a job as a litigator or a corporate attorney. Is it possible for you to do that? Yes, sometimes. You could join associations of that practice area that you want to do. You could network. You could meet someone and become a good acquaintance of them and tell them what you want to do. And maybe they give you a chance if they believe you. But if you're just cold applying to jobs and things and don't know people and have there's no reason for them to bring you on, that's insane. The cost of an inability to select a matching practice era what it's going to do compared to having a focus resume is you need to think about. So after two or three years of experience, an associate, a junior associate becomes a mid-level associate. If you are, if you're not focused, you simply will not get interviews or be hired. You also would not hire an attorney without the correct experience either. If you're accused of murder, you wouldn't hire a patent attorney to help you through that. You just wouldn't. If Understand that law firms hire attorneys professional. If a law firm knows what they're doing and has clients that are willing to pay, that they're not going to hire you if your resume isn't uh, doesn't match what they're looking for. If some reason, for some reason, I don't understand why most attorneys continue to select practice areas for their res- that their resume says nothing about, and they don't get jobs. Your company, are you going to hire an attorney whose background uh, talks about how they're interested in very social causes? and brags about all the pro bono work that they've done uh, 
their political affiliations, their uh, members of different groups, whether they be racial, religious, and different things, and their commitment to these groups and other statements on their resume, so much that you can't figure out why is the person possibly practicing corporate law if they're interested in all these things. That's all the time we have for this edition of the show. If you are an attorney looking for a change, head on to bcgsearch.com.